January of 2018, I'm sitting alone in a dark, kind of sketchy one-bedroom apartment that I found on Airbnb in um, Zona Centro in, like, downtown Mexico City. Um, and, and, you know, this is Mexico City, so it's like it's a city and a part of the city which most Americans would consider kind of dangerous, but, I mean, I'll debate that, whether or not it's actually a dangerous area. Anyway, I'm on Tinder at the time, and I match with this absolutely gorgeous Venezuelan girl. You know, at that point, Venezuelans are kind of all around the world, or at least all around the Americas, because of the crisis that's been going on in their country. And um, at the time, I'm super depressed, because this is about one year after my um, my disastrous polygraph results with the CIA, about six months after, at least as far as I know, the Secret Service, the U.S. Secret Service, had officially checked me off of their list of you know, national security threats, um, at least as far as I know. So I'm good, right? But like, I'm still super depressed about life. So I'm 28 years old. And like, this is a time when other, you know, 28 year old, 28 year old guys are thriving, right? Like they're making money, they're, you know, doing business, they're, you know, in terms of their romantic life, maybe they're out getting laid a lot, maybe they're starting families, depending on, you know, to each his own, right? But other 28 year old guys are oftentimes crushing it. So I'm in here, you know, by myself in this kind of dark downtown Mexico City apartment, watching porn, trying to pick up women on dating apps, like barely making enough money doing remote work and like over the phone interpreting um, and like these online translation jobs, like making enough money to get by, but just not living good at all. And I'm just depressed. And just a side note here for any of you who are interested in like living and working abroad, like you can do it with a lot of different skill sets nowadays. You can, if you have any sort of digital skill set, anything like that, you can live and make money in different countries. Uh, it's very doable. Just don't go for the wrong reasons. Okay. Don't go see. And this is kind of what I was doing at the time. I was traveling to escape my own personal issues. If you're going to travel, do it for you know the right reasons because you really want to travel you want to see the world don't travel to try to escape from a reality back home don't try to don't try to escape don't think that traveling the world is going to help you escape your depression your anxiety your bad emotional feelings about yourself that's not going to work okay the interior the travel to the interior inside of ourselves is much more important than traveling to the exterior does that make sense okay see i spent a lot of time in my 20s traveling to the exterior traveling to different countries and then really at about age 30 started doing more of the interior travels the inner work but more on that in a later episode so in the time you know there's a bunch of reasons i'm depressed so i'm you know i'm experimenting with a a vegetarian diet i had always had a bunch of gastrointestinal issues um when i was younger and they weren't getting any better so i experimented with tons of diets in my 20s uh but like i was depressed for all the reasons you would expect i was you know i was I didn't have any people around me. I was alone. I was by myself. I was in this dark place. There was no sun, no people, no sun, no meat in my diet. The reason I was trying the vegetarian diet was because the um, the extreme left-wing nutritional and environmental propaganda had, had convinced me at the time that I should stop eating meat. So I did the, the vegetarian thing for about six months. And, I mean, it wasn't that bad, but it definitely didn't help. And, like, nowadays, for example, at age 34, I eat... I eat a lot of meat in my diet, and I feel and look much better than I did at the time. Um, you know, I'm not saying there's not a place for vegetarian or even veganism, but um, in general, it's just tough. It's uh, There's a lot of, in my opinion, propaganda against meat, whereas the reality is unprocessed meats, minimally processed meats, 
and particularly even red meat, are arguably among the most nutritious foods in the world. And it can vary from person to person, but if you're trying a vegetarian diet, I mean, you're probably going to struggle to get enough protein. You're going to struggle to get enough essential amino acids. You're going to struggle to get enough maybe B12, creatine. I'm not an expert on all this stuff, but maybe iron and zinc. I mean, it's just nutrient deficiencies are more likely when you're on a vegetarian diet. Okay. Now, at that time, I also had not learned how to... I mean, I just didn't know how to live life in a way to be happy on a day-to-day basis. Like I said, I was spending all my time in this dark uh, apartment building instead of getting outside. Nowadays, I get outside every morning. Seeing the sunrise just makes us happy in general. Seeing the sun, the actual light of day in this modern world, helps reset our circadian rhythms, helps melatonin production at night. This is all type, all this stuff I was not doing at this time of my life. I was depressed for all of these reasons. A big part of it was because I wasn't doing any of these little, any of these physical things that you do during the day to make yourself not depressed. I'd also been an a-hole to a bunch of people over the past year since I was mad about what had happened with the CIA thing and I wasn't telling anybody about it, but I was like taking out my anger on them. I had temporarily lost my best friend at the time and I was just, I was a loner with nobody and everything sucked. So my days are like, they're mostly depressing basically. And I'm sitting alone in this dark apartment in Mexico City, working online, trying to pick up girls on Tinder. This Venezuelan girl, she, absolutely beautiful girl, she agrees to meet up with me on like a Saturday evening. And, um, you know, at this point in life, I had never been very successful with dating, really didn't even attempt dating until I was like 24. Because like most college kids, for example, you know, after class, they're out trying to get laid. And instead of trying to get laid, I was sitting there doing things like, you know, reading the Quran, watching Egyptian movies, maybe occasionally watching a Spanish telenovela, but like I was super focused on international relations and uh, foreign languages and all this stuff. I was a super nerd in terms of international relations and didn't spend any time trying to date. Now, hindsight being 2020, I definitely wish I would have started much younger. Um, Because, you know, like if you're a parent listening to this, right? Like, Like, sure. Is it good for, say, teenagers or even, you know, college kids to be having tons and tons of sex at an early age? Uh, You know, maybe not, but it's probably better than porn. Real sex is probably better than porn regardless of your age. Anyway, I, I I, I would say at this point in life that too much porn early on probably ruined my sex life for quite a few years after that. It took me a while to learn how to enjoy sex. Plus, I just I started having sex much later than most people. And anyway, but um, so I'm on there on Tinder, you know, at 28 years old in Mexico City. And it's funny because with these dating apps, like you never know who should be afraid of who. You know, you never, you, everyone has to have their guard up a little bit when they're on dating apps and they're actually going to go meet in person. Because a lot of times as, as a guy, you can get trapped. You get honey trapped or like whatever the, whatever the term is. Uh, but you got to be careful what you're walking into because a lot of times you might set up a date with a beautiful girl and then all of a sudden what really happens is it's, you know, some transgender whatever or like there's some guy that's going to extort you. They're going to rob you and you're going to get your head chopped off and lose all your money, you know, whatever. That sort of thing does happen in rare occasions. Um, in this case, you know, she, okay, so she, she agrees to meet me, right? Uh, in this case, I'm sure this was definitely a situation where she was more afraid of me than I was of her. I mean, obviously, okay, it's like obvious why she should be worried about me. At the time, I didn't have hardly any like social media profiles. I remember she like asked that. She's like, do you have like Facebook, Instagram? Can I like see you as a real person online? And I like had a Facebook profile, but there was barely anything on it. 
So she's very skeptical of me. And I'm just this random, like, American living in Mexico City. Like, what am I doing there? I, like, didn't have a good explanation. She has lots of reasons to be worried about me. Okay. But anyway, she agrees, you know, that we're going to go meet up at this place on Saturday night. It's like a mall in kind of, like, the nicer area of the city. And um, she, uh, you know, like, at the last minute... God, when girls do this. Ugh. Anyway, this is like the last minute. I remember I was like on the way there. And at the last minute, she sends me a message. And um, how did she put it? She's like, Oye, tengo una amiga que me va a acompañar, que está sola, que necesita estar con alguien. No quiero dejarla sola. Blah. Oh, yeah, so I have a friend who's going to come with me. And like she's, she needs to, she's, she's feeling sad. She's alone. She wants to, I can't leave her alone tonight. I'm going to bring her with me because she doesn't want to be alone. <sighs> of course course you have a friend who's sad and doesn't want to be left alone of course yeah of course i'm going to believe that no it's because you are afraid of me and you want to bring a friend in case the poop hits the fan right sorry i feel kind of stupid saying poop instead of s-h-i-t but as a rule i don't swear in these episodes because of the spotify explicit content thing even though i just talked about porn and sex for like 10 minutes so that's got to be explicit too right but for me explicit means swear words only okay got that spotify okay so i'm like ugh. Well, what am I going to do? All right, bring your friend. Okay, so show up, her and this friend. And, um, you know, the friend's a nice girl, right? And uh, so, like, we're talking. And what do we do? We, like, had some drinks at this, like, mall area. And, um, you know, it, obviously, like, most guys in this situation either would just be like, All right, what's going on here? Should I just, should I get out of here? This is stupid. Are they setting me up with something? They, they, they I mean, there was no indication that they were going to do anything bad to me. Like, it, there are lots of places in Latin America that you can get yourself into trouble. As a guy on Tinder in particular, Medellin, Colombia, whoo, I had a, well, maybe we'll come back to this story some other time, but there was like a like a Tinder double date. What do they call it? Like Tinder team? I don't even know. It's like where you and another guy, for example, go on there. And, like, as a duo, you, like, match with two girls who are a duo. We, oh, man. You can really easily get duped doing that, especially if you're, like, a couple of dumb Americans drinking too much alcohol near the Hooters in Medellin. But that's another story for another day, maybe. Okay. So, like, it's me and these two girls, you know, the one I'm interested in and her friend who was apparently sad and needed to be with her. Um, so then, like, we go out to this club to go dancing, right? Like, I'm doing well enough to make it to the dance club. We're having, like, a good vibe and everything. So we go dancing and, you know, like, I'm putting my white guy dance moves on her, you know, which means, like, I can't dance at all, right? But uh, anyway, she actually, like, likes me enough to, like, keep dancing, keep the night going. Eventually, like, I, you know, I go in for a kiss, get the kiss, and, like, at this point, she realizes she's just you know, she knows that I'm not a creeper, even though I pretty much checked all of the boxes of being a creeper before we started, right? Um, but, you know, I'm a nice guy, not a creeper, get the kiss. And, like, the night ends, everybody's leaving the club. And at this point, of course, I'm like, mm, well, maybe she'll want to come back to my dank, depressing apartment with me. <laughs> and uh, But then, of course, like, her friend being there is just like a total, it's like a total c-o-c-k-b-l-o-c-k if you know what i mean and so like invited the girl back then of course she's like no i can't okay i gotta go with my friend her house okay 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 i get it right so you know she didn't come back over and then for reasons i don't even entirely remember we never even we didn't see each other again after that i can't even remember why but it was back to Pornhub for me um <laughs> but the thing with dating apps that I've learned over the years is they can kind of all be a trap 
time-wise, yeah, you can get yourself into real trouble, guys and girls. And just time-wise in general, they're not really like a good investment of most people's time and they don't raise up your energies like trying to meet people in the real world and date. I don't know. They have their pros and cons. I could also maybe argue that Instagram is the best dating app. I've made that argument before in other areas of life. I would, I would give advice, but like in general, as a general rule on these Life Lessons episodes, I'm not going to give dating advice just because, uh, well... I never, it took me too long. It took me to my early 30s to have any success really dating in life. So I don't give advice on things that I'm not actually good at. Um, so, you know, not afraid to tell stories about it, but I don't actually give advice. Um, now, in terms of like, okay, like I said, this, this is Mexico and I've been to Mexico many times, a lot of different parts of Mexico and everybody wants to know whether or not Mexico is actually dangerous. Well, the thing about almost any place is that it's not that much about where you're where you are it's more about what you're doing it's more about what you're doing than where you are okay and i can elaborate on that maybe in future chapters because i've been well okay i have been for example followed by cartel spies in mexico in a different part of mexico and it was blatantly obvious like that's the funny part like you think that if people are going to spy on you they're going to like keep a low profile but in this case it was just like blatantly obvious but it was because of what i was doing there okay and not necessarily because the place is dangerous to everybody who's there now maybe maybe i'll go into the full story of that on a later episode but it's a little bit of a sensitive one but anyway um yeah that's all i got for today we'll talk again soon love y'all peace